Hi, this is Simon Thompson, host of the Meraki Unboxed podcast. Uh, today's episode, we had a little bit of a challenge with one of our mics. The volume is a little low on our guest speaker, Imran. Uh, please bear with us. I hope that this works out okay for you and you can hear the content. It's certainly good stuff. Uh, so apologies for that. We'll obviously fixed for our next show, uh, but please enjoy today's episode. Hello, welcome back to Meraki Unboxed. My name is Simon Thompson, your host for the show. Super excited to have you joining us again. Thank you so much for being hopefully a subscriber of Meraki Unboxed. Uh, it's a great podcast, I think, in terms of learning what we're doing on the technology and the culture side at Cisco Meraki. Um, and so we've got a really great canon of uh, podcast episodes already in the bag. So do feel free to go back and explore some of the, uh, some of the content that we have out there already. Uh, but today, we're going to be focusing on the wide area network. And I am joined by the illustrious Imran from Product Marketing. Hey, Imran, how are you doing? Hello, I'm well, thank you. You are well. I am well. How, in what way are you well? So you got up this morning, had a cup of coffee. I did. Uh, I had a coffee from one of the most established Seattle-based um, coffee brands. Uh, okay, that's uh, we won't mention their names. We're, we're, we try and be as, uh, as as inclusive as we can here on the show for every and coffee it is manufacturer. Sunny just about in London today. We are in London. Yeah, this is the first episode we're recording from London office. Uh, it's a little echoey in this room, so forgive us for that. But um, you know, maybe it makes us sound more like rock stars. I don't know. All right, so uh, Imran, what do you do for Cisco Meraki? I work in the product marketing team, and I lead our efforts for the Meraki MX. Okay, uh, and the MX is uh, our security appliance, right? No, it's not. The Ooh. MX is our security and SD-WAN appliance. Forgive me. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like you care a lot about this. But <laughs> that's what we need, right? That's what we need. Okay, so we're going to talk about a brand new um, product that we've just announced very not just recently. A not just a product. It's mm -hmm. a brand new product line. Okay. As you can hear, folks, I'm, uh, I'm obviously ill-prepared for this episode. I'm getting corrected left, right, and center, and we only just started recording. Um, okay, so let's get into it. We're, we're going to talk about uh, the wide area network, and I, I think that's the main focus for this new product line, uh, correct? Yes, the wide area network, uh, but more specifically, the wireless wide area network. Okay. So before we get into the, the details of what this new thing can do, uh, let's provide a little bit of context for the listeners. Um, you said that this was not just WAN, but wireless WAN. Let's, let's, let's do a quick recap of how the wide area network has evolved over, what is it, at least a couple of decades now, yeah. uh, from, from the technologies of yesteryear to what is prevalent and available today. Yes. So, uh, I mean, on, on the wired side, which is probably what most folks are familiar with, back in 1992 now, um, Two things happened. Um, Dial-up internet became commercially available, mm -hmm. and Pakistan won the Cricket World Cup. Oh, how could we forget? <laughs> uh, the lesser important for the dial-up internet becoming available uh, really kicked off this whole process of everyone moving towards uh, using uplinks and WAN becoming, today, probably one of the most important things for an organization to keep right. their business going. Yep. Uh, so 92... Dial-up internet became available in 97, actually, then the MPLS protocol was created. But it wasn't until early 2000 that it gained any kind of popularity and is being used in any great sense. And MPLS is really, it's still the dominant wide area network technology today, right? For businesses, yeah, I mean, it's, it's changing very quickly, but mm -hmm. 
for a lot of businesses, it's the go-to uh, wide, premium wide area network to guarantee SLAs. Right. SLAs. You get it, we don't do acronyms on this show. Service what? level agreements. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good test for everybody who comes on the show. We make sure that they actually know what their acronyms mean, if they're going to use them. Uh, okay, so you said that it's uh, it has been prevalent so what what is more common today for wide area networking or what's the what's the real growing technology as we're in 2019 now well so as um dial up became available broadband also became available in early 2000s commercially available and then in the mid 2000s fiber internet also became available mm -hmm. now these were you know mainly being used in consumer markets uh, because right. until up until recently they lacked the availability, the uh, maturity, the consistency that is required and is expected of a business-grade wide area network. Link. Right, yep. That's true. I, 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 I remember when I moved from dial-up, yes, I'm that old, folks, um, <laughs> from dial-up with the modem to broadband, and there was this always-on internet every single time I went to my computer, which was very exciting, but it was quite slow and not very reliable. There were quite a few sort of outages in the early days because the broadband, in many cases, it's using legacy uh, copper technology and, and uh, some of that is fallible. It can, it, you, you get a lot of loss over distance and so your, your dependency was not super good in the early days of broadband, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, exactly. So as that technology improved to basically recently, it's now challenging in terms of SLAs, service level agreements, MPLS. Mm. Uh, so, and it's more. I mean, it's more fiber now, isn't it? As well for broadband. Yeah, I mean, where there's coverage, then yes, companies would probably want to rely on fiber. But really, what this is doing, and it's not necessarily that companies are moving off of MPLS in a big, big way. There are now options. So, mm. concurrently, what's been going on is this whole move to cloud cloud applications. Yep. They've taken off in a big way. Um, pretty much every organization uses it, um, and most to some sort of degree of business criticalness. Right. So so we're using the wide area network much more, more and more as time goes on because of the applications being off-site, essentially. Exactly. So uh, again, early 2000s when MPLS gained um, popularity, think about what sort of workloads you were putting across your WAN links back in those days. Mm -hmm. it, probably wasn't as much as you are today with the likes of Outlook. We've just moved across to that. Um, Office 365, all the applications yep. within Office 365, again. And then video, we haven't even talked about. Video, VoIP applications. Mm -hmm. Those are just putting so much load onto those links. So when MPLS first was designed and put into these organizations, it was designed for the capacity of kind of early 2000s. Right. So right. now it's, you know, you, you require a much fatter pipe to push all your applications through. Right. So how have we adapted to, to meet that change? Right. So as those um, fiber and broadband links have improved from a technology perspective and become more consistent, they are now viable options mm -hmm. to offload some of this extra bandwidth that you need. So from an organization's point of view, you've got a few different options. If you've got MPLS today, then you can either spend the extra lot of money on increasing the pipe of your MPLS mm -hmm. or... But in increasing the bandwidth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Increasing the bandwidth of your MPLS. Or you can buy cost-effective, just not as, as assured performance as... MPLS, but 
near to it fiber or broadband links to give you that ex extra capacity that you need. So that's that's when we talk about augmentation. So we're, we're, we're either increasing available bandwidth on what we already have or we're augmenting what we already have with something else in addition. Exactly. And then okay. there's the third options for companies that are very liberal and looking to uh, save huge costs is moving away from MPLS completely and having two different providers provide them uh, broadband and or fiber. Right. And what technology, I mean, the, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but but what is the technology for the sake of the listeners to give us that background that's enabling us to take advantage of these you know, alternative routes that we can potentially use, alternative service providers, etc.? Yeah, uh, it's SD-WAN, Software Defined Wide Area Network. Excellent. You see, look, I didn't... <laughs> I'm being conditioned here. <laughs> you see how well it works, folks? It's, it's actually, it's okay to not use acronyms. It's totally okay. Um, all right, so SD-WAN, and we've talked about that, of course, plenty of times before. Uh, it's a huge part of our, our push in the wide area networking side at Meraki because we can see that, and we've we've certainly develops a lot of technology in our portfolio. We already have a lot of this ready to go, right? Yeah, ex exactly. Um, SD-WAN is growing not just for Meraki, but as an industry in, in a whole. And, and a lot of the factors are what we've discussed today. Mm -hmm. the, the wide area networks that have uh, become available, broadband, fiber, as well as the application usage that we're putting through those networks. Right. So let's shift to uh, what we're introducing now and uh, maybe start that off with, you know, what... What's really missing from the from the puzzle work? You know, all of all of the options that are available, all the different technology, all the different solutions. Uh, what's the missing component that we're trying to really help customers with this time? So, in, in terms of what we've talked about, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it's the missing component, but it's a component that, again, much like broadband and fiber that we've talked about, has moved on and, from a technology perspective, become now a viable option to consider as WAN connectivity, and that namely is wireless WAN and specifically cellular. So cellular, this is the same technology we use in our mobile phones, our cell phones. Exactly. And this actually started um, a lot earlier than even wired. So back in 1979, 1G, the very first wow. call was made in Japan. Okay. And uh, was that data, when was the first data on uh, cellular? Data became available in 91, 2G. Okay. Um, so that launched in Finland, and that enabled then up to around 200 kilobits per second, and multimedia messaging became a thing. Right. And, and it's amazing to think, I mean, we're obviously predominantly talking about business application here, but if we personalize this, all of us are carrying around these devices in our pockets now with incredibly fast cellular modems on them um, that have got up to multiple hundreds of megs. I think I've even heard with the, the latest ones coming on that we might even have pushed over the gig line for... Um, cellular connect connectivity. So it's not like this is something that only businesses understand. We are all consuming far more media-rich and uh, data-rich applications, right? Yeah, exactly. And and it's the same sort of transition we saw on the wired side. We all started using dial-up from a consumer point of view. Mm. We all started using broadband from a consumer point of view. Same thing here. Cellular, yep. we're using it from a consumer point of view. It's moving on, becoming more consistent, more available, more mature as a technology to now be uh, applicable for some business applications. Right, so dependable enough for uh, for those mission-critical apps. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we already have some cellular capability in our portfolio. Maybe let's recap what, what's already there, and then we can talk about how this is a little bit different and, and you know what, what it's going to bring that's new for our customers. Yeah, so uh, we have cellular capability embedded into the some of the branch models of the NX. Um, we launched those around 
around last year, um, August time. Yeah. Uh, and actually, they've been extremely popular. They're probably one of the most uh, popular NX models that we've had in that time period. Mm -hmm. And and uh, the the use cases that we've we've put out for those, uh, we I mean we've kind of touched on this already, but we're we're talking about alt uh, either alternatives or augmenting. Uh, let's let's talk about a couple of examples of where you might use uh, a, a wireless box for wide area networking. Yeah, I mean the typical use cases. It's you know when we introduced the embedded LTE on the NX models, it was for organizations to take advantage of the cellular in a very simple way. So we've always always had cellular modems that you can plug in by USB, but just with any device with multiple moving parts. And the prime example I always give here is the um, the engine, the, the petrol or diesel engine that mm -hmm. we know today compared to the electric car. It's got orders of magnitude more moving parts than the electric car, and hence why the electric car is a heck of a lot easier to maintain, manage, ongoing costs. Right. The same principle applies here in a very smaller scale. The USB modem has more moving parts, more things that can go wrong with it, whereas with the embedded LTE modem, you have one SIM card you pop in good to go mm -hmm. and uh okay so so that's the cellular mx and that's something we've obviously had on the market for a while now uh, but what is the if you like the missing piece of the puzzle here so the missing piece is these devices more often than not will be utilized or deployed physically in a network closet now if you imagine your typical network closet the the image that pops to your the image that pops to your mind is a dark room, probably thick walls, deep inside a building somewhere. Mm -hmm. Now, those like locations, a room. right? Yeah. Those locations aren't typically conducive for a good cellular signal. Mm -hmm. Very so, true. So, so there's also a lot of radio noise um, f generated by all the equipment in there. Right. Often, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, in the absence of cellular signal in those locations, mm -hmm. you know, the, in a building such as that, cell signal is going to be good, ideally outside. Um, or somewhere near a window. Right. So I could just move my MX to the window then, couldn't I? I mean, you could do. It'd be an expensive solution and a potentially insecure solution to put uh, a device such as that in the open space, not kind of locked right. away right. in a network closet. Yes, because this is a security appliance. We don't want people coming along and just randomly unplugging stuff. Okay, so we leave it in the comms room, mm -hmm. and that means if we want to take advantage of cellular, we've got to somehow get a signal to it. Exactly. Um, okay. So the other option you might be thinking about or question you might be asking yourself, great, okay, well, why not just extend the antenna from the MX to the outside world? Mm -hmm. And you could do that, but the cable that you're going to be using in, in that sort of scenario is a coaxial cable. And right. that is going to suffer from attenuation. It's going to lose signal drastically, right. and, it, and it does so kind of every... You know, a few feet, thirty mm -hmm. feet that you that you do. Yep. Compared to Ethernet, which loses no signal at all. Right, because that's a fully digital um, wire technology. Yep. Okay, so that makes sense. So we don't want to run long coaxial cables, long antenna cables, essentially, uh, to an MX that's sitting in a comms room. So we need to therefore try to get a solution that's at the perimeter or near the perimeter of our building to get maximum cellular signal. Yes. And okay. that's where the MG comes in. Ooh, the Meraki okay. so MG cellular gateway. MG. Do we? Does it have a? Does it stand for something? So MG is it gateway? Gateway. 
All right, Meraki Gateway. Meraki Gateway. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Genius. <laughs> okay, all right, so let's talk about MG. Uh, what is it? Describe it for us. Let's imagine, I mean, this is an audio-only format, yes. so uh, let's, let's try and paint a picture. What does this thing look like? Uh, so it looks very much, uh, it's a very sleek form factor. Um, in fact, if you're familiar with the MR range in terms of the, the actual... APs. The APs, yep. the access points, in fact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it called me out. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> the material is very much similar, yep. um, and, you know, they, they look very similar, but they're square. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what they do, which is, it, you know, we did overlook this a little bit because we assumed everybody knows what a cellular gateway is. Right. But really, at the base level, what this device is doing is something very simple and straightforward. Mm -hmm. and delivered in a very simple and straightforward way. It takes a cellular signal and it transforms it into a wired Ethernet connection to then right. propagate into the rest of your network. So that is a very simple use case, but it's an extremely important one. Yeah, absolutely, and everything we've talked about so far. So you know, you can put this device, which is IP67 rated, outside, inside, near a window, wherever you want to precisely locate it mm -hmm. to get the best cellular signal, and then you can have a Ethernet wire taking this down to the network room right. to power the rest of your network. And that's actually a really important point. So IP ratings, we hear about these a lot uh, in relation to our smartphones now because most of them, most modern ones are now IP 60 something, 67 or 68 rated even. Um, so 67 gives us a, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm guessing that's perfectly fine for external weather conditions essentially, which is all it needs to be able to do. It's not really a device that would be submerged. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't recommend submerging it, but no. yeah, outdoor <laughs> use, absolutely fine. So the British weather conditions, we're in London and it, it is a bit rainy this week. No surprise, it's October as we're recording this and uh, the rains have arrived. That's exactly the use case, It'll right? Tackle so it's, it like a breeze. It's London compliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good thing. Okay, so IP67, we can, we're going to be able to mount this thing either close to a window or even outdoors uh, if we need to. And then out of the back side of that, we're bringing Ethernet to, to send off presumably into a, an MX or something that, that does wide area networking. It can be any router on the market. MX, obviously, it would work like a dream with an MX. You mm -hmm. have a single platform dream there, but it doesn't matter. It's providing it through an Ethernet cable so it can be any router on the market. Okay. And I think you mentioned that there were different variants of it. So there's a, there's like a one with an internal AP, same kind, uh, sorry, antenna. So same as our access points uh, where some of them have uh, the antenna built inside the, the device. Uh, and then there are some antennas and options as well for those. Yes, so there's two models that we're launching, um, that we have launched. Uh, there is the MD21, mm -hmm. and that's with the integrated antenna, so you wouldn't see anything on the actual physical device. Yep. And then we have the MG21E external antenna model. Mm -hmm. So with that, you have the flappy paddle, as we call them, uh, antennas. <laughs> but that's what you call them. But they're different uh, than the wireless Fascinating one. <laughs> description, a flappy paddle antenna. Uh, they sh so it should be FP is the part number for that one. I don't, I don't know. Um, so I'm picturing something. I think I have seen a picture of these. It looks a little bit like a, the end of an oar. So if you're if you yes. go rowing, right, you got the you got the flat bit so that it can ca catch the water. It's that's that's uh, that, that, that it looks a little bit like that. Yeah, I mean, and if you've seen the um, the the MX models in integrated LTE, it's just basically a, a white version of those antennas. Right. Okay. All right. So that means we've got a little bit of flexibility, and presumably that th those will also give us a slightly better 
um, what's the word I want? Sensitivity as far as uh, as far as re receiving a uh, cellular signal. So the difference concern. between those and the integrated isn't actually all that much. It's it's more about the flexibility and being able to direct these antennas ah, as okay. opposed to uh, any difference in performance. Right. But okay. we do also have the option because now that we have those connections there for antennas, mm -hmm. then we have the option to fit this with uh, uh, an additional uh, patch antenna to get that high receive sensitivity and directions. Okay. And um, if we are putting it, well, I guess you're describing in, that it could be used and mounted in various different ways and places. Yes, absolutely. So, t so what is the mounting solution for this? And this is not, perhaps not the most exciting part, but it's important, especially if you're putting it outside. Absolutely. So, you know, our engineers spent a lot of time, and it may seem... Uh, trivial, but they spend a lot of time on the mounting bracket for this thing. Mm -hmm. So rather than having multiple different types of mounting brackets for all different situations, we've designed a, a bracket that allows you with just the one bracket to mount onto a ceiling, onto a wall, desktop, or even onto a pole. Right. So a lot of flexibility and one, just one part number. Just what? what just it's included, so not even a part number. Chips in the box, not even an accessory. Um, that, that's nice. That's a nice, uh, nice extra touch. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't think that this is. A, we're not breaking particularly brand new ground as Meraki here. There, there are other solutions out in the market already. So, maybe, maybe uh, explain for us. Uh, you know, what's what's a little bit different? What are some of the challenges with the existing solutions that are out there? Um, how are we how are we going to differentiate ourselves with this one? Yeah, apart from getting over the use case of you know getting coverage, uh, cellular coverage to your uh, network and closet, there are of course other solutions. So the solutions that are on the market, they they are also cloud-based options there. Mm -hmm. But really, what you're going to end up with, if you're wanting to provide cellular uplink to a branch site, for example, um, you'll have to manage that cellular gateway device, mm -hmm. then you will have to manage the rest of your infrastructure, your wireless, your switching, your security, your right. SD-WAN, your smart cameras, or your security cameras. Yep. Whereas, and, and so you, you can already imagine the headache that is in terms of multiple management systems. Mm -hmm. With Meraki, you have the ability to, to not only manage your cellular gateway from the, the most trusted cloud platform in the industry, but also your security, your SD-WAN, your cameras, your Wi-Fi, your switching, everything on one truly single pane of glass. Right. Okay. And that's that's obviously something that we always like to talk about is uh, you do get advantage because I think that's a challenge with IT, not just with what we're talking about today, but generally speaking, uh, a challenge where there are a lot of point solutions out there. People invest in a specific box to do a specific job. And before they know it, they've got banks of screens around them to be able to, to manage all of this technology. So dashboards obviously are a really nice way of consolidating everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so rather than having those multiple different screens, and it, and, it, and it, back in the day, it used to be that, okay, it's cloud managed, okay, that's simple and straightforward, but now everything is cloud managed. It's still, there is still things to consider there in terms of TCO. Mm. You may have a cloud managed other solution, yeah. but multiple solutions, the, the time and, and cost adds up. Yeah. The other thing I imagine is that uh, with these kind of boxes, they're, they're, what they're doing is so essentially straightforward that you could imagine somebody just going and buying something from Best Buy or some you know, electrical retailer 
uh, and and it probably has zero management on it. Just, yeah. So if you're deploying, if you're responsible for deploying to a number of different locations, and we do know that many of our customers have hundreds or even thousands of sites around the world, um, that that would be a nightmare if you had um, if you ran into problems or from a, from a management perspective. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. So you know, we, we didn't just design this device to be um, at one or two locations. Mm. I mean, it works perfectly with those one or two locations. You yeah. get the simple ease of install. But this scales extremely well. So consider deploying one of these things at 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 locations. Mm. You've got that. Everything's in the box. Mounting bracket, you can mount wherever you like. Yep. Um, we have the dashboard. And you know, I think we sometimes overlook the power of this dashboard. So we always talk about mm. it. And what people see is this nice, glossy interface. But they don't necessarily think about the back-end infrastructure that's gone into this. So, over a decade's worth of work, experience, you know, tweaking this, improving yeah. it has gone into this dashboard. And it supports the most customers of a cloud platform in the industry with proven examples of customer deployments in 20,000 plus locations. Right, right. So I think, I think this is what this is making me think of is, uh, you know, it's fine to go and buy your, your simple little box for a, a home-based application uh, where it serves that purpose, but if you're getting serious and you know your company is depending on you in IT to keep the lights on and keep everything working and all of those cloud applications, et cetera, et cetera, this is getting serious now. This is the professional approach to take, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, in fact, I think we covered this in a previous podcast how Meraki has been heavily investing in APIs. So you were listening. You've been listening. I've been following. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Actually, the API one was hugely popular. I think it's still in the lead as the most most popular episode so far. Um, so I'll do a quick plug for it. If you, uh, <laughs> we actually should talk about APIs in relation to this product. But um, I mean, it's there's a huge amount of interesting stuff that's new for a lot of network engineers out there on this topic of APIs. But and it's definitely not going away. The industry is trending this way uh, in terms of how we manage manage the technology. So how are we how are we applying APIs here? So. This is the very first Meraki device at launch to have 100% API coverage for all of its settings. Okay, so I don't have to use the dashboard at all if I am using an existing uh, software-based solution and I want to be able to maybe send a script for mass yeah. deployment. That so if you thing. want to go ahead and configure this thing using 100% API, you can do so. Right, all the options. And that's powerful, actually. Uh, you know, we, uh, there are many use cases that we've covered for APIs. Automation is it's a very boring one, but it's a very significant and popular and impactful, powerful one. Right. It's uh, a growing that, one, too. And, and that, that, this enables that. Mm -hmm. So you can go ahead and deploy this thing at 10,000 sites and right. in, 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 like create a script even quicker than you would do on the dashboard. Hmm. That's nice. I I think uh, that that level of flexibility is is becoming more and more important for for um, businesses that are taking advantage of the API route. Because of course we're not the only company that's doing this, and so you can build up these really powerful integrated software solutions uh, thanks to the power of those APIs. Um, so I guess I guess one other thing that I'm thinking of, I'm curious about with this product, is the use cases our customers might. Put it to, uh, we started out by talking about the wide area network and the redundancy story. Yep. Uh, so I guess that that brings us a little bit closer loop back to SD WAN, right? 
we can we can uh, use this to help with uh, with embellishing existing technology for SD-WAN. Yeah, I mean, by taking a cellular signal and converting it to Ethernet, we're able to utilize uh, SD-WAN because it, an MX or any other device will just see it as an Ethernet uplink. Right. So it opens up that SD-WAN story um, for cellular. Nice. Okay. And that's that's a huge. I mean, that's probably the primary. Uh, benefit, but there are other use cases that we could potentially think about as well for this as I mean, well. Yeah, we talked about redundancy um, and MX with an integrated cellular, you know, is the primary use case for that is failover and not just mm -hmm. for MX in the industry. The, the primary use case we see for cellular connectivity today, about half of those use cases are being used for uh, cellular as failover. So right. If anything goes wrong with any primary links, MPLS, broadband fiber, then cellular kicks in and takes over. Right. So this, I mean, this could be, I'm guessing from what you're saying, it could either be the primary connection that you're using or just used as if in a failover capacity. So you've got that flexibility there yeah. as well. Yeah. So immediately we anticipate customers using this to, to use for failover, mm -hmm. but as this technology, and when I say this technology, cellular gets more and more advanced, and you know, 5G gets talked about a lot. This is our this is our precursor to 5G before the standard gets ratified. Right, right. So, you know, we are going to see more and more cases where 5G, uh, 5G, and also cellular is being used as a primary link. So mm -hmm. we already see these today. So we've got customers who have uh, connected vending machines. So imagine if you're you're responsible for managing these vending machines mm -hmm. across a country or a continent. There's going to be thousands of these things all over the place. Right. Um, IoT world. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you don't have to go send someone to each one of these things every time you want to update the price or check stock levels. Mm -hmm. You just have it centralized. Right. That's awesome. Um, what other situation might you use one of these in? Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking out the window here. We've got a fabulous view here, folks, because uh, the, the Meraki London office is top floor of, uh, of the building that we're in. So we've got a nice view across uh, London, and I'm looking at a building site. Yes, so temporary uplinks. <laughs> so anywhere, any place you want to make live a temporary link. So construction sites, absolutely. So yeah. they're not going to be around for long, hopefully, unless you, unless yep. you get delayed. Right. <laughs> um, but also things like trade shows. If you are in, in that industry, you need temporary uh, uplinks now and then. Ideal, ideal for that. Okay. All right. So, um, how can uh, how can a customer get their hands on one of these things? What's the what's the plan for existing customers? I mean, they probably know this already. But uh, if you if you are listening and you're newish to Meraki, then this has piqued your interest. Uh, what would be the next step from here? Just like any other Meraki product. So we have free trials, and the URL is meraki.cisco.com forward slash eval. Absolutely free, no risk. Uh, if you don't like it, pop it back in the box, send it back to us, and we pay for shipping both ways. It's a bargain. Um, and URL, I so see you did it again, URL. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so web address, essentially. <laughs> Couldn't resist that one, sorry. Um, okay, all right, thanks a lot, Imran. That's um, that's actually a really interesting interesting product, and I think it's whilst it is very simple, it sounds like it's, uh, like as we said, it's it's going to enable you to Meraki-fy your wide area network, embellish that even further, take advantage of those cellular connections for whatever whatever you want to be using it for. Um, okay, so Imran, uh, thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, it's been memorable. 
I don't know why I said thank you for coming in. I'm the one who's flown here from San Francisco. <laughs> so it's kind of the other way around. But it's, it's nice to be in London, folks. If you haven't been to London, go to London. It's the, the world's, I think, preeminent city. And if you don't agree with me, uh, please go on to the Meraki community and let's have a debate about it. Um, this is Meraki Unboxed. And as I said, uh, the community is really where we like to continue these conversations after the shows are done. Uh, so if you're interested in discussing this product or anything else from our product line, uh, please head over to community.meraki.com. That's a URL. And, uh, and you will find uh, lots of other people just like you who are very keen to um, discuss uh, various elements of our portfolio and the way we do things. I think those are both very interesting. This podcast is really, um, we're aiming it to be as valuable to you as we possibly can. And so your feedback is extremely useful to help us ensure that we're, we're covering the kind of topics you want to hear about. So do please make sure that you're using the community to give us that feedback. Alternatively, you can reach out to me directly. I'm on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Meraki Simon. And I am super excited whenever I hear from somebody who's listening to the podcast. And uh, definitely, if you've got your ideas, please get in touch and let us know what they are. So we'll be back in another couple of weeks uh, with another episode of Meraki Unboxed, and I can guarantee more exciting and engaging content. Have a great fortnight, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now.